Sean, we're going to keep talking about the the Open Golf Tournament that's occurring in Scotland, beginning around the middle of the week, depending on your time zone. And it's you know, like I was saying yesterday, one of my favorite events. I was I was I was thinking back to the time where I, I wish I was watching. I don't know if you watched that that event uh, or you, if you've seen the highlights of that. I'm sure you didn't watch this live, but in 1999. Uh, that French golfer, which I Gene something or other, I don't even know how, what his name is because I've never heard of the guy. He, you know, he famously blew the three shot lead on the last hole. Have you, have you seen that that highlight? Yeah. Ever since I saw that highlight, I, think, I thought to myself, I cannot miss the Open because that could happen. And I mean, what's better than watching a golfer absolutely melt down right in front of your eyes, three shots? Even if it were two, I mean, that would be amazing. Two shots, bleed. I mean, who's done that recently? Spieth? Right? Not on one hole, but... Yeah, I think he ended up winning, though. Or, yeah, well, he did the Masters. Um, I agree. I think that's one of the most beautiful parts of this game. We all secretly want them to fail and want them to look like, like us. And... Yeah, that I, the Vanderbilt thing. I was alive in '99. I was very much paying attention to sports. Don't remember. I was probably, I don't know, at a. I, you were probably too busy playing Tecmo Super Bowl. Let's just season. be honest. Who knows, man? I just so, missed it. Yeah. Yeah, probably simulating Tecmo Super Bowl seasons, but that's I what I'm saying. Yeah, that's exactly that. what I'm like, saying. That's, that's, that's why I watch cool. this tournament as much as right. I can. <laughs> Just yeah. for that alone, I feel like it's if it's gonna happen anywhere, it's gonna happen at some some wacky links links course in the you know in the United Kingdom. So it's just it's, it's a great great event. We're really looking forward to it. I I could talk for another ten minutes about that, but we'll just go ahead and move on to actual content, which which revolves around the game and golf and 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 fantasy sports and and all that stuff. Uh, I I sort of name dropped. Uh, Spieth a moment ago, and I'd like to to spend maybe the next eighty minutes talking about him. I really want to sort of drill down into Spieth's game. What's your what's your let's let's imagine I have an umbrella and and I'm holding it and and on the that, that the, the top of that umbrella is the the you talking about you know your initial thoughts about Jordan Spieth. What what would that be? Yeah, no, no, like the whole thing, like the a little top shell. Of the umbrella, like, like imagine the that part, being like your, that your if, initial if take, you were, like just a rough sort of were, covering around the, the heart of your... your we're going to get... This is just a shell here. I want to spend a good 10 minutes just going on the on the outside. I want to just get your your sort of first first glance. I want to know what you're thinking about his... Which, what's your prediction for his performance this week? Bird's eye view. Yeah, you want the bird's, bird's eye view. view is that well, well said. Okay. Bird's eye view, Jordan Spieth fucking sucks. He sucks at golf. Um, he's kind of a dick. Uh, and probably going to play him a fair amount in my DraftKings. What did he do week. to make you label him a dick? I don't, I don't think I quite follow that one. You just watch him on the course and off the course. He's just kind of smug and dismissive and has this, like, 
irritated tone that a lot of the great athletes tend to have. Your your Tigers, your Jordans, your your Yokozunas, those types. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't. I also don't understand. Do you think he's not good at golf? Like that? I mean, is, is this was that, is that like a recent form comment? Is it a, is that a career comment? Do you, is that like the hottest take of the day here? Is that you're going to talk about how he's just not a good golfer, like at all? It's fascinating because, like, when he was really good, I kind of thought he sucked. I was like, this guy's just putting his ass off, and you know, everybody thinks he's the next coming. And in the past, you know, year, he's been. Toe to toe, T to green player, like T to green with anyone in the world. DJ, JT, uh, you could put Speed right there with him, T to green. He just started kicking himself in the ass with the putter. And then even more, you know, so I actually loved him during that period, and he's not like delivering as much. Um, and then even more recently, he's just been flat in all aspects of his game, last two, three tournaments four tournaments maybe um and that's that's where that's what really brings him back into play here um the ownership so that's just ownership so where where, so you think no one's going to own him this week because he's he's been playing poorly he hasn't won a a tournament since this this tournament last year even though it wasn't played here he hasn't won in over a year in about a year Why, why would he win this week well, it's a long shot, just like anybody is. But I'm just. Uh, what are do you know? What his Vegas odds are? Yeah, something like twenty to one. Uh, I was just looking at it. Yeah, twenty twenty to one. Like exactly. 18, yeah. 18, 21. Okay, so I mean that's you know his percent to win his win equity there is about the same as what his DraftKings ownership is going to be, and for somebody you know that that's that high up. Uh, in the win equity, salary, Vegas odds list, that's pretty rare. Um, you know, comparing him to a guy like uh, Dustin Johnson, he's got a 10% chance to win, but he's going to be like 20%, 25% plus owned on DraftKings. Um, you know, there's not a lot of margins in a field like this with salaries like this. It's all the world elite. They're all affordable. And I, I think the biggest edge you can get this week is playing ownerships, and that that brings Jordan Spieth like squarely into. And you really you really redirected the the Spieth question into a a real a real game theory analysis, which I don't think is a bad idea. I was just really hoping for a hot take about how you thought Spieth just really wasn't very good at playing golf. I think Spieth is streaky. I think he has an inconsistent game. I think he's been off. I think he's like the ideal GPP play. In who's the most Who's the most consistent golfer in the world? Right, like in the past, like say five to ten that's years. An name awesome question. Who still plays? That's an awesome question because that's I go. No, no how about better question? No, no, better question. Who is currently the most consistent golfer in the world? Well, they're currently. all inconsistent. That's the fucking kicker of it all. Uh, currently, the most consistent golfer in the world, Paul Casey. That's like saying there's no reason to like. That's like that just doesn't make any sense. You're saying everyone's inconsistent. I mean, you could by that token, everyone's consistent then. Consistently inconsistent. I mean, no, right. I, it is. It's it is kind of true in golf. The results are so random. I mean, it's all relative, right? So compared to other golfers, there are going to be guys that are more consistent or less consistent. But if you compare this to like most other sports, I mean, 
maybe it's comparable to like a baseball hitter in that the, the performances are just so wildly variant, even amongst the consistent guys. Most consistent golfer in the world, it's easy to go. I go to two guys right away, Paul Casey, number one, with maybe doing it in a little bit larger stature. Uh, yeah, Casey. I don't even know why I tournament. asked you. But you know, Paul Casey. Pat Cantlay as well. And, uh, but he's maybe played a little bit less tournaments and a little bit less quality tournaments, just slightly. Um, so you see two guys that are that are doing it. Uh, I would have put Kevin Chappell in that category two months ago, though, and look at what's happened there. I mean, it's... Yeah, it can be brutal, like at the flip of a switch. Yeah, Spieth hasn't had any any real positive results lately uh, outside of the Masters, with his uh, actually finished he finished third twice in a row uh, at the Houston Open, and then the next week he followed that up with a third place finish at the Masters. Besides that, he's been pretty miserable this this season. Uh, like you said, uh, he's met, gotten cut a handful of times. Just kind of really boring. But that's why I think I really want to... You sort of touched on the ownership concept. I don't feel like he's going to be very high-owned. I feel like he's going to be overlooked. No one wants to use him. He's going to sort of fall into the category of a... You know, I don't know. Who we were talking about yesterday that sort of fits this guy? Like a Phil. Between him and Phil, I just feel like those guys are just not too desirable. But um, I've really got to take a... uh, Quick break here for our coveted sponsor. Hello, friends. This is Sean O'Donnell, half of the on-air talent that works very hard to bring you golf talk each and every week. And I'd like to talk to you about a very special opportunity for our listener. This week only, we're proud to partner with Nance Pants, the only brand of underpants worn at all four majors by television's Jim Nance. For over 50 years, Jim Nance underpants have played a pivotal role in sporting history. And now, Golf Talk listeners can take home a pair of their very own. Just go to the Nance Pants website, enter the promo code WOTH, that's W-O-T-H-E, and claim your free pair today. For unrivaled comfort, reassurance, and championship-level dependability, go with the brand you can trust. Go with Nance Pants. So, as I alluded earlier, it's it's if I had to, if I could just sit here and talk about Jordan Spieth for the next forty five minutes or so, I think I'd be pretty happy. Uh, we'll see how far we go with this. I was reading an article on ESPN.com written by Kevin Van Walkenberg. Never heard of that guy before, but I'm sure he's a fantastic writer. And and I'm I'm not I'm not trying to make fun of this guy here. The 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 author. It was a article about Jordan Spieth. And I'm just going to just read off some of the words that sort of stuck out to me from the article. I just want you to sort of think about these words, Sean, and you don't need to say anything. Just let me you know, roll through these and then maybe give me some, some sort of feedback after we're done with here. So here we go. Be- here we go. Behavioral scientists, grumbles, therapist, whining, paragraphs, psychoanalysis, Factoid, micro sense, ill, paintbrush, 
wobbly, wiggles, boring. Okay, so that's it. So I mean, just if you can imagine a uh, some some content on on ESPN.com where that you're reading all those words are contained. I mean, that's what do you think? That's Jordan Spieth. That article was about speed. Yeah, that was a 100% Jordan Spieth pre-British Open preview. So is that from this guy writing about him, or were those from Spieth quotes? Uh, a couple of them were quotes, for sure. Yeah. But, but most of them were Most of them were not. They were, the most of them were were not quotes. Fair enough. So like, would you want to guess words? which ones were? Uh, <laughs> I just what did it was liberals one of the words. <laughs> Liberal? Yeah, no. Right. Uh, liberals? I, I, I said liberals, and I was like, who brought that up? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. there was no politics discussed. Grumb- grumbles? Okay. Grumbles. Yeah, okay, that's very fitting. Grumbles. I mean, you read those words, and I felt very disturbed, like very emotionally disturbed. And when I see Jordan Spieth on the course and in his press conferences, I see somebody that's like fucking disturbed. Um, they're not getting on very well. He came back with a little bit of a you know, confidence this week in the little interviews. Still very disturbed, but he seemed to have some tangible hope that um, he had worked some things around and it wasn't going to be more of the same. Um, that article, okay. though, I, I'm not, I'm not going to read it. I'm already upset. And I don't think you need to read that. I feel like that what I just gave you, that little 12 to 15 word summary. Uh, I think is all you need to know. It's a, it's actually not a bad written article. It's fine. It it just sort of paints a picture, and, and I mean, even the word paintbrush was used. But it was you know it sort of gives you the the, the mental image of a guy who's just struggling. That's yeah. the kind of guy that I want to use in my in my fantasy golf lineups where where you want to try and avoid what other people are doing. He's not very reassuring at all right now, and that that's the the beauty of it. I love it. If you can, if you can have the balls to roster speed, I mean, you're looking one hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, I mean, really. The, well, the side note story is all this whole conversation. Does it not all equally apply to Roy McIlroy? Other than I have speed numbers way better than McIlroy's yeah. over the past year. That's the difference. Is that I really, I I don't I haven't been on McIlroy in more than a year, so. It's a lot tougher from that regard, but to a certain extent, we know McIlroy well, so what, can bust it out as well as speak. Well, so what? What? What puts you on on Rory this week? What? What do you mean? I, I feel like we've been avoiding him quite obsessively for the past six months, if not longer. What's changed? Uh, I mean, he's had a few. He's. I think he's shown in the past couple months. It's like weird. His averages are never good, but he's. He's shown that he can still play that tournament where he gains 10 strokes on the field. Um, and that that's... 10 strokes. Yeah, that's you know, or more. Um, he's had ones where he gained more than that easily. Um, just out of the blue, sort of. You know, just one-off tournament. Like I said, his averages are not that good, but there's always that threat. And it's... Okay, I mean, you... You got these guys over ten thousand dollars on DraftKings, um, or over nine thousand dollars, and only a handful of them are going to be under twenty percent owned. And you got Rory and Steep under ten percent owned. 
if you can if you can roster one of those, where do you get guys, these magical figures from? It sounds like you're just pulling figures out of your. You're just pulling them. Like where where what's your what do you mean? Are you are you predicting this? I got a fucking guy. You know that. You got a guy. All right, you, you got, got a guy for everything. I mean, whatever. All right, well, whatever. I yeah, certain sure. things, but the stuff I talk about on the cast, I usually got a guy, and I'm using you know you got guys for big numbers. Yeah. It, these are pretty. I mean, this is this is three years of of grinding DFS golf contests. Um. Okay. Yeah. Spieth McElroy under ten percent. Hey, you're the expert, not me. What do I know? What, what do you think they're going to be owned? Rory? I have no idea. I don't, I'm not yeah. going to try I mean, to suck. I mean, they both suck I kind of feel... Rose is playing so well. Dustin Johnson is so good. Justin Thomas well, is even forgotten in this field. Well, let's... Yeah. So, I mean, well, we're going to be lower than him. There. We got... You know, if we talked about Jordan Spieth for another half an hour and then moved on to, say, Justin Rose, I could talk about Justin Rose for like 25 more minutes, but we're going to condense that to just a few... I mean, who, Justin Rose, might be the highest-owned golfer in the field? Yeah, he might be. He, you know, and it, it's been the case for, like, a lot of majors in a row now. He's always been more popular than the stats for me, and now the stats have caught up. I've got him as the highest-rated player in the field, maybe regardless of salary. I mean, I, I really do have him rated a little bit higher than Dustin Johnson right now, and that's only PGA Tour results. Um, I don't think Rose has a show on the Euro Tour. I don't give a shit about those tournaments anyway. But yeah, I mean, Rose is the—he's the play. It's just a matter of if everybody knows he's the play. Is there any value in that in the DFS contest? You know. I think he's—I think he's—he'd be silly to 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 overlook him just based on that. Like, let's what's the ceiling on ownership? Like, he's not going to be over over thirty percent owned, right? No, I believe that that not in this tournament. Not with these salaries, and the people are kind of keen on that. Uh, you know, fading people in GPP and not and spreading it around a little bit. I think a lot more people are playing mass multi entry, and they're just they they know there's like a self limiting effect here with the popular players and guys that are super heavily touted. People end up deliberately staying off them in GPP, and it kind of like there's a homeostasis around. Around thirty percent, um, that people kind of approach that, yeah. but don't hit it much. Homeostasis. I'm trying to think of the the if there's ever a case where, like, let's say Dustin Johnson were were salary if his salary was seven thousand, would you would you would you roster him in, in all of your lineups, or would you leave him out? You leave him out. You right? seven thousand dollars. You saying like yeah, a like a true pricing error. Dustin Johnson. Yeah. Let me let me the think. Free square I mean, concept. Well, what's his ownership? What's his ownership? It's like I'm playing bingo, right? Well, that's what I'm asking you. So, I mean, let's just say we're playing bingo, and you've got a free square in the middle. That's what Dustin Johnson. I think in this field, I'm rostering him, and it kind of circles back to my point from before: is um, do you need to be that different to win this tournament? Um, and if you so, if you're rostering one of these, other, there's lots of low owned plays here. Like, I'll play some DJ. I'll play some Rose because I can play Spieth and I can drop down and play a guy like a, like a, I mean, I'll, I'll play a couple Phil. I'll play an Adam Scott, one and a half, three percent owned. Like, 
if you're playing those guys, why not throw a, a popular guy in there? I would I would take the DJ theoretical free square and I'd just balance it out by pairing him with an Adam Scott or something all like right. that. I think that's the play. You don't need to be different in all six spots, even in a Millie Maker type tournament. Speaking of the Millie Maker, I don't. I, I'm kind of wondering if that thing's going to fill this week. I don't think it's going to. I feel like this tournament just isn't as popular as the other other Ameri- uh, golf majors. It just seems like a reach that this is going to fill. You know, at one a.m. on a. I suppose maybe prime time. I don't know if the timing matters, I guess, but speaking of timing, we're going to take another break. Hey, golf fans. Are you tired of playing with the same old tried-and-true golf ball brands everyone else has always used in order to be successful? Do you live in fear of easily locating your plain white golf ball scattered throughout various locations on the fairway? Are your rounds of golf passing too quickly, forcing you to spend quality weekend time with your wives and young children? If your career is peaked and you just don't know what to do in order to turn it down a notch and give your fans some much-needed rest, finally, the engineers at Volvic have teamed up with Pro Golf's Bubba Watson, former runner-up of the Bob Hope Desert Classic and multiple PGA Tour titleist, for a solution tailor-made just for you. Available in several gimmicky colors, never fear mistaking your ball for a competitor's ever again, because Volvic's patent-pending random slice technology assures no two swings will produce the same result, setting your game far, far apart from the field. So, fans, head to your local ball shop today, grab a sleeve of Volvic's, and tell them Bubba sent you. So that's enough talking about Justin Rose. I think we gave a gave him about twenty five seconds of time. On your your chalky list, Dustin Johnson, pretty pretty popular, going to be high owned at his actual salary. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he, he's the number one golfer in the world right now. Number one salary. All, any kind of concerns that you would have about this course, like, oh, is it going to play less than driver? Well, DJ is one of the best less than driver players in the world. Oh, is it is it going to be a bomber's course because the rough is short? Well, he's the best bomber in the world. Oh, is it um, going to be windy? Well, he's like the best wind player in the world. Uh, it's it's the safest, most comfy. You know, his his best game is better than anyone else's best game in the world. It's checks all the boxes. He's the best yeah. player in the world. Pretty yeah. pretty clear. Um, but it's 150 guys. And and this is you know I think there's a lot of equalizers here. Um, the you know he's going to have an advantage. It's kind of interesting as the week has gone on. The story is the fairways are uh, burnt out or whatever whatever they're calling it. Um, the guy's written 400 yard drive. Even Snedeker's of the world written 400 yard drives. Um, some of the longer hitters, Rom, DJ specifically, have come back out and said because originally the story was like oh everyone's going to be hitting like four irons off the tee. And they've come back out now and said, actually, we're going to hit a lot of drivers. But that only applies to, like... I mean, how ridiculous how ridiculous is that concept? Sorry, I'm going to just jump in here because I think you might talk for the next 10 minutes. The the idea that it, because, you know someone's going to just launch a four-iron 
as low to the ground as possible and as hard as possible and let it roll 150 yards. What I mean, what is there a precedent for that? Is that has there been ever been an event? I mean, we've the PGA has played events here before at this course. Is it different than it was? Yeah, was it, I 10 think years ago? both the prior two versions they played here in 1975, didn't play again until 99. So you got 99 and 07 to look at. 99, it was set up ridiculously unfair, and like the winning score was like six over, and it's not applicable to anything going on today. In 2007. The conditions, you know, they had a 600 winner. The conditions were probably similar. Um, as far as wind and being, like, light, fair, con- semi-scoring conditions, but it was not dried out like this. Um, they compare it to the last Open Tiger one as far as, like, the course being super dried out. That's, like, the only example that people can really come up with where a, a major tour event, a major championship has been played on fairways that are burnt out like these are. Just that once. Um, in Tiger 1, he hit driver one time the entire tournament, but that the player that did that does not exist anymore. It's not exist on anyone in tour. So how much, none of that is really relevant. You mean he's like dead or he literally just is like, he's ceased to be. play golf. He, I mean that. I mean, Pace, there's Pace no I mean, Tiger Woods, like the physical person we know as Tiger Woods oh, did it. You're talking but about whatever it. Oh, entity accomplished no, that feat of only hitting one driver one time and winning a major. That person is not with us currently, right now. <laughs> you know what I mean? He might. What? But he's he could come back. We t- do we talk about Tiger? We did. We talked about. Yeah, Tiger he could yesterday. come back. He, he could just easily more. come back in the form of uh, of uh, you know, uh, who's somebody we haven't talked about <laughs> in the form of a Gary Woodland. Oh, that's that's sacrilege. Tommy Fleetwood. Tommy Fleetwood. Yeah, we talked about Fleetwood yesterday. Yeah, we did. I don't. Yeah, Fleetwood. Fleetwood's. A, I like. Someone said you either like Fleetwood or you love him. I think it was Pat Mayo or something. And I love Tommy Fleetwood. And it's just one of those things where he gets so overhyped. He's, yeah, a grand more than he should be. Um, and he's still gonna be maybe the highest owned player in the field. I mean, he's he's like in that class with DJ Justin Rose. Um, yeah. I took extensive notes yesterday, and I don't remember talking uh, about Fleetwood, but if you say so. I absolutely talked about Fleetwood yesterday, but it's okay. All right. I guess I need to go back to college. What about what about Fleetwood? I mean, I don't remember talking about him. Let's... Well, so Fleetwood is is just over-owned and over-hyped. It's a little bit of a, a hometown all right, over-owned, over-owned. Um, the, the, the exact phrase I said yesterday was that you're going to have to fade some great golfers in a tournament like this. And Fleetwood's a great golfer, but I'm going to have to fade him because he's just too popular, and he's still a little more erratic than he deserves for that spot. Um, he's a fan favorite. You know, his odds are inflated, and he's over-owned on top of that. He could easily win this tournament, but I don't want to go against 25% of the field. Um, it's going to be rostering him to have him. Brooks Kepka. Oh, interesting. I mean, it, 
he's he's never shown up on the numbers for me, and he keeps winning these. I mean, not never. I mean, you know, since his injury, um, hasn't shown up on the numbers for me. Won the U.S. Open. That's fucking really notable. But uh, again, why play him coming off of that? There's he's a great upside golfer. I don't know what to say. His, his averages just aren't there right now. And man's got to have a code. You know, it's really brutal. It's brutal because... He plays the least amount of tournaments. They're all amazing, so it's brutal, but... It's brutal, yeah. No, he plays... He's only he's only played at nine events yeah, this year. he's been a little hurt. He just came back. Like, like he didn't even play the... Ma- he came back after the Masters, right? He didn't even play the Masters because he was still coming back from an injury. So he must be totally healed if he if he rested properly and then won one of the most difficult events in the uh, yeah in the won world the US not Open. too long ago. What about your boy Frank Molinari? Not not thirty percent owned. I'm feeling like I think I think that rest of that beef around him, Norin Stenson, Casey Woods, kind of just eats ownership enough to where he's going to be like. 20% or under, I feel. Um, like, he's going to be owned, but not over-owned. Well, that's fantastic. That means we can put in more Speed Monari lineups. Sorry, Speed Monari Day lineups. And then, and then just... That's right. That four-man combo is going round to be... Round-robin, whoever else we can, into that four-man way- combo. That's going to secure us... That's going to secure me not winning a single dollar this week. That's the key? Two guys are two of those guys are gonna just oh yeah themselves oh yeah it could be just, gonna be just a waste of money. Who did we say Molinari, Spieth, yeah. Day, Cantlay? God, but they're all like well, well Spieth is the suicide bomb. I feel like Jason Day will at least make the cut. The other two are like rock solid. Spieth is Spieth is that Kamikaze mission man, but it's gonna take something here. And he's not that much worse. He's not that much worse than those other guys. I don't, I don't I mean, think he's kamikaze. The Vegas odds are not that far out of line. Like, and he's not even like that popular. He just isn't that good at golf, Lately. according to you. Lately, I, I, uh, man, I, <laughs> I look at him and I can see, I can see the devil in his eyes, man, and I don't want. I don't want to be a part of it, but it, there's something there. There's something there that, <laughs> All right, man, yeah, there's something there. Dude is going to win more majors. It's kind of a joke. Yeah. Real quick, I think you mentioned, you meant, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you mentioned Cantlay. What's, That's what's what not to like there? I don't understand why everyone else isn't going crazy about him. Why doesn't everyone else see what we've seen since... Since, like, his first tournament back, really, we've been playing the man every single week. Um, other people, it's like people got on board for, like, a month, you know, earlier this year. And Cantlay has really stuck consistently through that whole period. Of, his performance has not fluctuated whatsoever. Um, people are kind of back off him now to a certain extent. I know it's a major, I know it's overseas, I blah, 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 but the dude is $1,000 cheaper than 
what his performance is. I'm just looking over the player list one last time, Sean. I'm ready to sit down and spend the next 48 hours, uh, roughly, really grinding out my my lineups, piecing together my 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 players, and my sick guys, six guys, and we're getting down. You know, we we talked about Cantlay, and and that really sort of gets me excited about the the lower end of the the spectrum here. I'm I'm just taking a peek at some of the names. Uh, Russell Knox sort of stands out. He's a he's a Lynx guy, right? Uh, yeah, he's a Lynx guy. He's a Scotsman. I don't want any fucking part of him. He's a fraud. He's had a couple hot tournaments. I don't know what his deal is. He's short. I guess he can make up for that here. He's he's he can get hot tee to green. He can get hot putting. I don't know what his deal is. I'm not paying. You got world world class golfers around this man, and I've always seen him as like a little scrawny scrub. And I'm not, I'm not buying into it. He's a Lynx guy. Especially if other people are already talking about him. I don't even think this course is going to play like a Lynx course. That's the real gotcha. The wind's not blowing. These guys are going to try to overpower it, at least some of them. Um, you know, we'll see. It's just kind of an anomaly this year more than a true Lynx, I'd say. With the fairways all burned up and 400-yard tee shots. Yeah, we've heard that story uh, a couple times about about the course being burned up. It's interesting. Uh, what about uh, B? I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. B Beyond the guy from from Korea. Yeah, Ben on. We'll go Ben on. Um, yeah, that's great. I think that that makes sense. I think fascinating he's, play. I think he's like punt punt status. Uh, still in this tournament. I mean, if anything, maybe like kind of a course fit thing. I view him kind of like a Matsi. I don't know. Actually, I saw him do that. Do some be fancy dipping in the memorial, but I view him as like a Matsuyama kind of target golfer. And but the course could play that way. I I don't at the same time. Ooh, I hate to be this guy, but it's a big stage, and he's a, he's a punt guy, handful of lineups guy. Um, at this point, I scrolling through this under K. Let me just like. Let me just throw names at you, and you tell me if you have, like, any objections. Because these are the guys that I think are plays under AK. you got Cheryl Hatton. Um, Adam Scott. Yeah, Ter- Hatton was interesting because he was – Hatton was one of those guys that was – we – I feel like we talked about a lot and, and we're writing heavy. Was it the Masters this year? Was it yeah, last one year? Yeah, Can't two. keep him straight. Was it this one year? Two. <laughs> For sure. I, I can't I don't Definitely keep him straight one or two. either, man. That was... Sergio Spieth. Okay, I'm glad guys. I'm not the only one. So really? yeah, so so it, yeah, he was he was he was heavy, but we haven't used him since. But probably because he plays on the European tour. But yeah, Goosen, Retief oh, Goosen. Goosen. Does he still uh, play? Yeah, golf? we played him a couple times this year. Uh, he still plays. He's pretty old. There's He's really old, older man. Than him. But yeah, Hatton's a link specialist. Hatton really does get it in tee to green. He's really talented. He's uh, temperamental. He's at home. He's had, I don't know, I yeah. he hasn't played a horrible in Europe. I don't really have any 
relevant stats on him. That is way more analysis yeah, well, I thought I was, I was just randomly picking a name that I recognized from Adam Scott. 15 years ago. Adam Scott. Kelly Craft. Um, yeah. mm, Kelly Craft. I can't do it. I think Kelly Craft's just going to be damn glad to be there. Uh, I'm skipping Coocher. So he's back to earth after his hot few weeks, few yeah, rounds. Skipping Coocher. Coocher. Uh, Bryson coming off the fake shoulder injury. That's important. Um, Bryson is not injured at all. It's a joke. Um, I think he relishes this super douchey opportunity to win at like a prestigious tournament. He's got great numbers, um, for his salary. I want to have a little chunk of him. Like Bryson's a good, a good play in GPP this week. I like Bryson. I like him more than I did yesterday. I think more I thought about it. I mean, he's he's probably just faking his injury because he just wants to give the middle finger to the PGA after they banned his. Maybe compass. so. I don't know if that really fucks over. I don't know the whole dynamics there. If you know, I feel like he felt obligated to play the John Deere because he won um, last year. But these guys skip those all the time when they won the previous year. Who knows exactly why? Maybe he didn't expect. I don't know. He just won recently, and I think. He, he was kind of like fucked with John Deere. I think he dipped out uh, on purpose. I don't think he's really injured. All right, so you're totally you're totally skirting around the the fun golf story and the compass and the shoulder and everything, and talking about how he Sorry, just doesn't I, want to play. Yeah, the okay, compass thing we already covered that. What about in a previous pod? Too. <laughs> did you? Yeah, did, I, we did, and I, I just uh, I'm over talking about it. Keegan Bradley they, has finally made his way into the salary series. The, he's the, in that, that range. Price. Yeah, that's a play. 71 hundo. Um, but, you know, people have a lot of scar tissue with Keegan. I missed, like, the whole era of him, like, really being devastating. And now it's like we know he's terrible at putting. You know, I, I've, I think he's gotten some good money this year on tour. And uh, I'll be happy to play him again here. He's a grinder. He's green guys, you know. The greens are going to be slower here. Like, who knows? Who knows what could happen? Uh, you know, he's every bit of the golfer that Finau is, but I'm assuming he's going to be a lot lower owned than Finau at 7200 The more I look at all these golfers that are on this list here at this this price range, I feel better about owning guys like Molinari. I feel like Molinari is going to be in the 15 to 20% range. Or, or a speed yeah, that's going to be 4% you know, there, There's got to be gaps somewhere. Some of these guys are going to be low on. Um, I mean, Michael Kim. Who's who's going to be on Michael um, Kim this week? Nobody. Nobody's going to believe it. He was 0.15% so owned. That's so low. Even Danny Lee's even Last jealous week, of that ownership. Which is like... But yeah, Michael Kim's an interesting one. Yeah, you did not need to yeah, own him so to win the event it last just, week. Like, remains to be seen if, if this is like a guy that's like really breaking out and has done a little bit of swing tinkering. He's young. I mean, we're so spoiled by seeing these JTs and Spees and Smiley Coffins of the world just taking over tour. And the normal career trajectory, a guy like Michael Kim could still be a budding superstar. You know what I mean? Yeah, we don't know if this is like this he's is like his, years old. you know breakout moment or if he's you know the next uh, Kelly Craft Troy Merritt 
uh, Ted Potter Jr. like just fucking had a light bulb moment and is never going to find it again. You know, we'll still find out a lot this week. It's really I mean, this golf, what a be great. great. It's going to be an anomaly. You'll love it. It'll be difficult. I think what I'm looking forward to is that guys are going to be taking like dramatically different key strategies. Like you could see guys, you could see a pairing and like one guy's hitting driver and the other guy's hitting five iron off the tee. It's just like, and they might, they might, you know, end up in similar places. You know, uh, it's really going to be interesting. You've heard the golden voice of Sean and of Zach as well. This has been Golf Talk. Now go kindly yourself.